What's going on, everybody? Welcome back into the Fortress of Comic-Tude podcast. My name is Tyler. I'm Mary. I'm Kylie. This is Comic Book Club. It's a show we do once a month where one of our fine podcast hosts here will select a comic book and then we talk about it for a while. And this month, Mary has picked a book for us to read. Mary, what book did we read this month? Reborn. Reborn, which is from Miller World and Image Comics. Uh, Mark Miller, obviously, drawn by Greg Capullo. Uh I think this came out in 2016 into 2017 about so like fairly recent um i read this in 2017 when the trade came out you read this month to month yes yep. okay i read single issues so you're a mark miller guy so you oh yeah probably just picked it up anyway yeah um mary when did you read this after sometime after me sometime obviously. after you yeah okay um I, I guess first thing because it was your pick why why did you pick this book because I like him. I like Mark Miller. Okay. I think it's a good book. At the end of this episode, Kylie will reveal his pick for next month's comic book club. I thought it was going to be McCord's turn. Well, yeah. Well, <laughs> McCord, go ahead and just tell us. Which, which X-Men uh, book? X-Men? Yeah. That doesn't sound like him. <laughs> oh, I didn't even realize you were doing an impression. <laughs> I, I failed miserably, actually. Oh. I was trying to think of like what Sally McCord always says, but I can't think of anything. <laughs> so Reborn, like we mentioned earlier, was a I'm gonna call it a six issue miniseries, even though they put on the trade volume one. I don't think that we'll ever see or who knows, I doubt it. Um Mark Miller is a guy that gets criticized a lot for um writing books like these that very much feel like movie pitches. Like like Mark Miller gets criticized for using comics as kind of a gateway to try to do other things. And this very much feels like that to me, but I'm not bothered by it. Well, they even mentioned that in the, the, the interview in the back. Oh, I bet book. he does. <laughs> they, they, he talks about how he, he wants this. They have plans. Again, who knows if it will ever come to fruition. But he, he'd rather see this as a TV series than a Well, that's, yeah. that's real convenient. Because if you remember that Netflix bought the rights to Miller World... And we haven't seen shit. We have yet. not seen anything, but I know this was one of the things that was mentioned that could be done. So, obviously, that was a lot of speculation, but uh, I think this would be a kick-ass season of TV. Like, you could just do one season of TV, give us, like, eight to ten episodes of this. I think you could be a really, really good show. Oh, yeah. You know what I need? Lock and key. I just need lock and key to yeah. come out. Come Don't on. Y'all. You need a You need some money for this show, though. Oh yeah, yeah. Because there's some pretty Game of Thrones shit in this in this dragon. In this You've book, never yeah. even watched that show. He knows there's dragons in exactly. it. Exactly. Minus the <laughs> boobs. There's no boobs in here. Which was uh, why I'm only giving it four stars. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> Out of five. Okay. <laughs> um, no all right. boobs, you lose a star. <laughs> oh. That's my policy. <laughs> So then unnatural must be five stars for you. There you go. <laughs> I hear there's lots of boobs in that. <laughs> he, Big boobs. He adds a star for boobs and he also adds one for pork. So <laughs> Six stars. Six stars. <laughs> Bacon and boobs. <laughs> Bacon and boobs. Okay. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm sure unnatural will probably appear on this show at some point, but. So, yeah, I hope everybody read the book, or if not, we're you're going to hear it from us, and it's not going to be explained all that great, but we're going to try. The first thing that stands out to me about this book is Greg I'm a big follower of Greg Capullo through Spawn, obviously, and, and Batman and everything, but this is 
to me probably like the prettiest thing he's ever done like there is some dark mm. there's some dark shit in here certainly some demons and stuff like that but i mean a lot of this book the colors are very bright they're very i mean he obviously he didn't color it but i mean it's different than the great capullo stuff you're used to seeing it's very pretty it's very you know um i think the main character in this book is like very attractive like like oh he draws like a really yeah. beautiful girl um so that's the first thing that, that comes to my mind when i think about this book but i'm not the the mark miller fans like you guys are i mean i, I like him but i don't he's not like a, a i don't know a high on my list versus like greg capullo is so i guess that's obviously where i would lean to i mean mark miller is one of the reasons why i read it i mean it's weird like everything i've read from mark miller i like i just don't think i like seek him out i guess is is more like that's too bad bad. (laughs) i did love old man logan though and superman red sun that's like my favorite (laughs) that's my favorite superman story is red sun my favorite it's up there certainly it's if good. anybody ever wanted to know my favorite Superman story, it is Red Sun. It's probably my favorite. El- nope, never mind. I was going to say it's my favorite Elseworlds story until I remember that Kingdom Come is technically. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, you're close. <laughs> so I like that I get to bring up how pretty his artwork is. And then the first page is some dude getting shot in the face. But it's it's gorgeous. <laughs> oh, the artwork is great. Through, yeah. I mean, through the, through the whole thing. Did this come out on time? Um... I think so. I actually think this one did come out of time. Oh, okay. Yeah. So this must have been... So when when Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo finished up Batman, and then Tom King took over Batman at the start of Rebirth, Capullo didn't do anything for about a year and a half or so with DC until we got Dark Knight's Metal. So I'm assuming that's when he did this. Because hmm. there's no way he was doing this on top of, of Batman. I don't know. That makes sense because because Rebirth was 2016. This came out the end of 2016, I think, into 20. So that, that had to was been... it really? Because I was still working at that other place when this was coming out. Really? Oh, okay. So, so maybe it... it was early 2016. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I'm I'm just trying to figure out like when did Greg Capullo draw this fucking book? <laughs> but he he is very good about getting books out on time. I feel like I don't remember Batman getting delayed very often. But they were also pretty good about giving him an issue off once in a while. Yeah. They have some people feeling, but um, so we go to Minneapolis 2002. We see a dude get shot in the face drinking coffee, which is always good. There's like a little other lady that's getting like her head blown off in the background. Heck yeah, because it's awesome. It's awesome. Um, not really. It's that's not awesome for that to happen. That I don't have. I don't have very many uh, like writing nitpicks at all with this book. There's a, a few. This is one of them because I feel like they set this up to be like a big thing and it it kind of is, but the payoff doesn't really feel like much to me. Really? You don't think that? Not really. I, at least for me, it, it didn't. Where it's like, it's like the sniper or whatever, but like, why was he sniping? Whatever. You don't get to know any of that. Like, okay, then. It's that's just a fine. crazy bastard. You need to know more than that. Well, it made it look like like when I read it the first time, I assumed like, oh, he like this guy must have been really important and probably knew some shit he wasn't supposed to know. And I, I think there was gonna be like some whole story of like he no, was like an ass- he was like an assassin or something that was going after her husband or well, whatever. I mean, it, this all does pay off. Not I mean, really this, though. This guy's later on. This guy's later. Yeah, on, but it's or... like it's very much like 
it's like, oh yeah, I'm that guy. But it's like, <laughs> okay, but why? I'm not going to tell you why or what happened. Just know that that guy you saw earlier, that was me. I'm like, okay, it's fine. Um, an old man gets shot in the chest, dies, uh, wakes up in this beautiful, vibrant place. It's very Wizard of Oz to me. It's I will very... say the bad guy of this was not surprising. Like when they did the reveal of who it was, I was like, oh yeah. I, I was like, figured. I was like, that's it. <laughs> I was, I reading it month to month was one of those. Ooh, I think it's this person. Oh no, oh, maybe okay. it's this person. Oh, I think that's suspense. Again, again, different gotcha. experience. But yeah, it feels very Wizard of Oz to me. If you look in these early pages, the colors feel a little more muted until when he gets here, when he gets to um, the place that I've already forgot the name of, the, the afterlife reborn place. A- Astria or Astria? I can't even remember. Uh, yeah, that's it, close. We'll yeah. see it later on. But the colors are much more vibrant, much brighter. Um, so I, obviously that's a conscious choice from the coloring, from the colorist, which I, I always think works. Sometimes even if you don't notice it, with visually like i feel like you can kind of feel it you know so i enjoy that he wakes up in this other place and everyone's like look i know you're wondering why you're here but we don't have time because like we're going to war so saddle up saddle on up man uh we get a monologue now is it bonnie is that her name yes let's go with bonnie i think it's bonnie i think it is main character lady uh (laughs) she she's talking about how um her husband was killed he was murdered uh 14 years ago that was the guy that we saw getting sniped at the beginning of the book. Um, One of the many. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, so was it supposed to just be like it was like a mass shooting? Then it was just like yeah. a, it was just like a senseless. Okay, who does that as like a sniper though? Lots of people. The guy in that clock tower. Yeah. Oh, okay. Obviously, I don't follow mass those, shootings though. <laughs> they happen. So You're often not living I, life. Well, man, they, they God, they happen every day. I can't keep up with them all. <laughs> um, That's true. <laughs> 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 so awkward. Laugh. Awkward. So awkward. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, uh, she also talks about her dad died uh, when she was young, right? Oh, yeah, yes. it's, yeah, he, yeah, he burned to death. That's right. Um, and then, like, her mom never got over it. She just basically talks, she's monologuing kind of about her, her tragedies and stuff. Um, she's talking about how she's older now than her mom was when she passed, and she's in, like, a stroke ward, I guess, or a, yeah. I don't know what you call it. In a in a rest home, I guess is like the nicest way to put it. Yeah, uh, she's being visited by her granddaughter, and they're talking about different stuff. And she looks old and haggard, man. Like this lady oh, yeah. has seen some shit. Oh yeah. <laughs> she's got this. Uh, she's got this best friend that died six months ago. That was like a real uh, religious, righteous, like faithful person. That was very optimistic. Very much like, hey, because like. Bonnie at this point is very much like, yeah, life kind of blows. Like, I've been fucked over a lot in life. I've lost a lot of people that were close to me and stuff. And she's, her friend is very much like the keep your head up, things are going to get better. Kind yeah, of her thing. husband has died as well. And she's much more. She's very much like, well, I know I'm, I'm going to see him again on the yeah. other side kind of thing. Um, so it's good. She, she has a pretty good relationship with like the little nurse that comes in, uh, cleans her room and stuff as she's uh, looking through. And she, she talks to her about like, what do you believe in kind of a thing? And she kind of says like, I think it's just like religion is kind of like a fairy tale made up by people that just don't want to believe it's a light that just turns off kind of thing. And uh, the the nurse says something really kind of genuine where she's like, I think all of us affect the world in different ways. Like the world would be a different place if you weren't here. And she's like, Oh, that's like the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me. 
Uh, they find her the next morning. I'm assuming it's the next morning or later on that night. They don't really tell you. Um, but she's had another stroke and she is lying on the bathroom floor. Obviously, they put her on a hospital bed or a stretcher, rush her to the hospital. And then she's having all these memories of like high points in her life. And like she's catching a football from her dad when she's very, very young. It's like life flashing see- before yeah, her she's eyes. She's seeing her life flash before her eyes. Yeah, okay. And through That's- this whole thing, she's always talking about like she's like her monologue is about like you know, she's actually scared to die because she doesn't know what happens after that. Yeah. She actually says something earlier. I think I might have passed out already, but that, that's actually like, uh, like really hit me where she says like, we all accept that we're going to die basically from the moment we're born. But like, once you get to that place where, a certain point. where it's like, you know, you're close. Like I know it was coming, but like, I'm not ready, mm-hmm. you know? And I'm like, yeah, I, I can imagine like I'm not an elderly person, obviously, but I, I, I would assume if you make it to that point, there would be like, like if you reach that like any day now age, I feel like that would fuck with your like psyche. Like Definitely. every every time you crawl into bed, like is this it? Like am I waking up tomorrow? I don't know. Like <laughs> that would fuck with me, dude. I mean, even still now, it's kind of like you never know what's gonna happen. No, you you never could know. die, like from anything. Like, but like right now, like you can make excuses for yourself. But we're like, well, if everything goes right, I should be fine. Like like uh, like avoiding some tragedy. You know what I mean? True. I should be fine. Whereas like at that age, it's just like well, like. My my time is coming. Like you know, like it's not, it's not. It wouldn't be a oh crap if I died tomorrow. People are like oh yeah, well she was up there in age. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, she talks about yeah her dad and their dog and she, um I don't know if they say exactly how old she is. They give you a year, 1945, and she was seven years old. So what's up with her? 1938. She was born same year. Superman coincidence? Mark Miller. I think. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, not to derail this, did you ever read Superior by Mark Miller? Superior? Yeah. No. Okay. Then that, that's a topic for, or that's a conversation for another day. But yeah, I think you'd like that. It's kind of his take on Superman. That was Alan Moore's, right? No, no, no. It's, it's Alan, that Supreme. You're oh, Supreme. Okay. Yeah. I was, I was like, wait a minute. What's the one? Okay, Supreme. Okay, that's why you threw me off. I was like, wait a minute. No, because that's not the thing I'm thinking of. Um, okay, superior. Was that another image thing? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Um, talks about her wedding, her wedding night, and everything, and uh, like nursing her her daughter and stuff when she was young. Yeah, man. Like when she's young, you're just like, man, she's yeah. freaking gorgeous. Like, <laughs> and then like, all through this book, when uh, they get to the other side and she's young again, I'm like, man, Greg Capullo. Like he, you don't get to see him draw like sexy ladies very often because he's drawing like demons and spawn and shit like that. But it's like, oh man, he's he he draws some pretty pretty women, um, and yeah, she's she's again, she's just very scared. They're hammering into home. I love this page of like all of her little memories and stuff she's that just are like shattering. Yeah. just shattering. And then she's she's left standing there or <laughs> kneeling there, I suppose. And so she wakes up in this place and she's in this different. She's in this outfit and she doesn't know what's going on um there's like a like a ship over her and stuff it's like shining a light on her and she's a, a clearly like a war zone and stuff and she gets tackled by somebody and the, the guy kind of helps her like fight off the little ship thing that's chasing her and helps her get away um there's this big ass fucking dragon thing <laughs> that looks awesome like greg capullo just needs to draw dragons like <laughs> <laughs> I, I never this, this was like so out of genre for him I feel like for like what I'm used to seeing him do so I'm wondering like how he got involved with this if Mark Miller reached out to him or like 
because uh, it just feels like this isn't his normal type of well, stuff, it is, which is It is cool. created by the both of them. They both have created by credits. Oh, that's true. So okay. I don't know if he just pals up with some of these people because he always teams up with these awesome artists on oh, all yeah. these different series. Maybe maybe it just started as like, hey, I'd like to do something together. What do you want to do? And then they just hashed it out, maybe. Yeah. Love the, uh, the the panel of uh, the stranger striking the dragon in the head with the big axe. It's pretty, pretty kick-ass. <laughs> And so Bonnie's like freaking out. She's like, who are all you people? And whatever. Love like the little like zombie-fied looking dudes too. They're they're creepy as fuck. That feels more Greg Capullo than, than well, you know. Um, anyways, you, you, you find out that the, the man that helped her is, is her dad. Um, and they have their her childhood dog, but he's like a freaking like giant beast now. He's like, um, what was... Uh what was he, man? What did he write? Battle Cat. Oh. For some reason, I thought cat. you were going to go for a never ending story. No. Oh, I, I thought, just thought of big the white polar animal. bears on Golden Compass. Oh, there you go. That's oh. what I thought of. <laughs> I have never read nor seen that property. The books are amazing. And I, they're an HBO series is happening this year. That's what I heard. I'm so excited. For, for Golden it. Compass? Yeah. yeah well, it's, it's His Dark Materials. That's the oh. name of the books. But, okay. Because but I know the movie was terrible, played. right? I, the movie wasn't terrible. They just refused to they were like we're not going to get into the religious aspect of it and i'm like well that's what this book is it's about mm. atheists and oh, how, okay. how can you take that part of the book away because that's a huge part atheism is a big theme of this book as well yeah so tied it all in Segway. <laughs> uh I, I like the scene of her seeing her dad and hugging her dad and everything i think i think that really works um and basically, it's kind of like a, one of those things like, I'll explain, you know, like you have a lot to, to catch up on. That's the end of the first issue. Um, okay, so it's, it's a, a dystria or a dystria, however I guess you would like to uh, pronounce it. A dystria. It's, it's split up between this place, the other ones I think it's called the Darklands. Yeah. So it's basically, this is your heaven and hell allegories. These are where the good people go. These are where the bad. And like they, they literally put it in that phrasing. He's like, that place yeah. is where the bad people go. So very cut and dry. Um, so this is the good place. Oh, oh. McCord. <laughs> I would have loved to have heard McCord's opinion on this book. Yeah, it would have been interesting. Unfortunately, we cannot because he is long he gone. Passed away. <laughs> oh my god! No, he did not. <laughs> Gosh. He went to the real good place. <laughs> okay. Okay, um, so obviously there's lots of questions here. Bonnie's now back. She's 25 again, that she says later. Um, her I'll dad... i 25 again. <laughs> yeah, you're the great times of a year ago for you. <laughs> <sighs> the long gone land of 2018. <laughs> How would it be? <laughs> what a world <laughs> it was. <laughs> oh. Before the world was such divided... On- oh, never mind. Um... So yeah, and her dad's also younger too, and he he kind of explains it like people just show up here at different ages. Her dad says that he showed up at three years old. Yeah. So like who who? And who, sometimes you show up as an old person. Who took care of this know. person? Like who took care of this child? Somebody, because okay. they knew it was the father of the chosen one. So someone's gonna take care of that guy. Uh, yeah. Um. And they talk about like there's lots of people they've never found because they asked she asked where her her mom is and he says he's never been able to find her. 
said which it's big how much bigger than earth did he say this 10 was? times 10 times bigger and that's wow. another thing that i'm like oh they're setting that up to, to be something with the mom and maybe there was a plan for that in volume two but Damn. i don't think you're ever getting it so because that's another thing that when you read it, it very much feels like okay keep keep tabs on that there is one at one point I'm not, i don't want to jump ahead but there is a point where she's like well maybe the, the big bad person is mm. mom yeah. And I was thinking that until they mention it in the book. And I'm like, okay, well, that's not well, it. Yeah, well, now they can't do it. <laughs> yeah. Now they can't. I um, like the city. I like how it's got different aspects of things. You've got, like, the old mill, and you've got these Asian-looking things, and you've got skyscrapers, and it's just kind of a yeah, mesh of all cultures. Yeah. All times and cultures. Yeah. So the Darklands has been at war with the Distria for a long time they say basically like they've, they've been that's where all the bad people were supposed to go but they've started to like invade and try to like conquer other parts of the of the good people's lands and shit so um sh- she's supposed to come and like defeat the the main big bad guy um it is her destiny it is her destiny uh i, I don't want to like i don't really want to complain about it i guess it, i just do it do it okay i'm just i'm just kind of over that story too like the like the chosen one that we've been waiting for you for so long i don't know i've just i've, I've seen that too many times you know what i mean it's not oh, like it's not like it's shit not all over the story <laughs> it was well, not like it's not like it's well executed and everything whatever it's just like it's just one of those tropes that i feel like is more popular than other ones and you just you just notice it more because you see it all yeah. of the time you know the whole prophecy thing We've been waiting for you. You're supposed to be the one that was supposed to come save us all. You know what I mean, kind of thing. You were supposed to t- destroy the Sith, not join them. <laughs> what about the younglings? Balance <laughs> <sighs> to the force, not leave it in darkness. Okay. Um. And everyone's very excited to see you. You're like, oh, chosen one, chosen one. Um, Greg Capullo draws a lot of panels. That are really good in this one. It, this is not one of them, <laughs> because there's, oh, yeah. there's, a, there's a face that this woman has where she's like, "Hey, we went to school together or something." Wasn't that what it was? Um, yeah, yeah. She's seeing all these people from her past life, Whatever. basically. But this woman looks like she has not been sober in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, the eyes are funky. It's like it's a whole. Which is weird because I think Greg Capullo, like specifically, one of the things I think of him is faces. I think he draws human faces especially well. So, but I mean, it's it's like one panel out of the whole book. So I mean, you can't can't beat up on him too much. Um, this is where the dad tells her that that big thing they've been riding around on is their dog, whose name I've already forgotten. Roy Boy. Roy Boy. That's what it was. I remembered it was like a weird name. <laughs> Who the fuck names a dog Roy Boy? I, I bet his name was just Roy, and since he's a dog and he's a good boy, he's probably just Roy Boy. That's it's probably fair. just kind of a nickname. Like um, uh, my cat's name's Dexter, and I call him Sexy Dexy. That's more sexy information than kitty. anyone needed. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hashtag Sexy Dexy. Let's get it started. Let's do it. Uh, wow. Um, and so she's like, she's like, oh well, where's my husband? Because she talks about her husband had passed away. And her dad's like, oh, I, I didn't even know that he, you know, I, no one has seen him. And that's another one. I'm like, oh. Yeah, yeah oh. see, but, that, that but, was my first. But but, my the, first but this one I actually really like because I don't know how what your interpretations were, but I thought, 
I guess we won't maybe spoil it, I guess, until we kind of get there. But I thought they were setting that up to be something else. And then what they yes. do with the husband, I was like, good call. Because like, it, it caught me oh, yeah. really it, off guard. It, uh, they could have, this book could have been so predictable. Oh, yeah. And like, it could yeah, have been like, exactly the husband's the bad guy. Exactly. Yep. You know, and like, it's not only that they don't do that, but what they do instead. I find like very pleasing. I'm like, oh man, yeah. Let's find another guy. He he he's rubbed some shit. <laughs> he, he he knows what he's doing. He, he's all right. Uh, they give her this magic sword that they don't really explain. All they just tell you is like, this sword can do some shit. Like, what can it do? Well, you know, movie stuff. <laughs> another that's another trope you see a lot of times. The chosen Did one we mention how sword. the pets the pets can find people? Oh yeah, pet, pets can find their past owners and stuff. And so I like um, that. I do too, um, especially when we get to her cat. <laughs> um, he is not a sexy Dexy. Um, so basically, they want her to go destroy the the demon guy whose name I also forgot. Oh, uh, Gol- Golgotha. Yeah, Golgotha. Okay. Um, but she's basically like, I need to go like find my husband. Actually, like, I I would like to go find my husband first. So they give her a month to go. Yeah, to like, go, uh, go out with Roy Boy, see if I can find old hubby, and then Hank. We'll... I want to say Hank for some. Hank reason. sounds right. Henry? Maybe Hank? Henry. It's Harry. H. It's Harry. Harry. Damn it! <laughs> Don't tell Harry. Okay. Harry Potter? No. What the hell? <laughs> I'm Harry Potter. <laughs> 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 that came off as very like Oliver Twist to me. <laughs> Please, uh, isn't, isn't that more? how Harry Potter sounds? No. I guess. I've only ever seen that first movie. And he, you know. Oh, you think they all sound oh, yeah. the same? Harry <laughs> All orphans sound and, and, the and same. And I also throw in that little South Park. What are you kids playing? We're playing Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay, so the dad's like, obviously I'm coming with you. So this is kind of their little adventure that they're going to go on. So the first thing they're going to go find is like this queen of the fairies. Yes. And shit. I love her. She yeah. lives in this really badass designed treehouse that Greg Capullo draws. Yeah, it is pretty sweet. It's pretty. It's got its own little city on top. Yeah. Like. Um. And the dad, she's like, "Why would this lady want to help me?" Because they they talk about like she's been secluded in this place. So th- th- I she just... she's supposed to be like the the guardian of like the barrier between the lands, basically. Yeah. This is what but confused she's kind of me though, doing because fast job. But he says like she's been hiding here for a while or whatever, kind of secluded. But in the beginning, didn't Bonnie say that she only died six months ago? So how long has she been here? Like they made it sound like she's been here for a long time and like now just recently she's not, you know what I mean? Like she's only been here six months. Time passes faster in this world. Is that what you think it is? Yeah. Okay. I'm not sure. She spends my, like days here. My first here. guess was going to be, hey, maybe you show up at different times, but at the beginning it shows everyone dying, yeah. showing up together to True. in that battle. Oh, so. Time definitely does pass. Yeah, you're right because because at the end of the book we see her waking up in the hospital. Oh, briefly, that's right. Yeah, and she had yeah, been here for days. Spoiler, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> months, months. Yeah. I mean, she she took off for a month, didn't she? Yeah, but they never tell you if she took the whole month. She might have found him in like four days. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> we never did put a spoiler warning in this, but guys, we're gonna spoil the fuck out of this. Book. <laughs> 
so yeah, they're gonna go talk to this fairy lady. Uh, I like the big the big samurai dude. And he's like, I got a plan. And he just sends Roy Boy to go like tackle him and she's like, That was the plan, like that was part of the plan. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, her dad kind of fights off the guards and everything and I love that she's huge. Yeah. And it makes the you the fairy. Wonder, yeah. The fairy queen. <laughs> the, fairy yeah, the fairy queen. queen. Which um, is Bonnie's friend. Since yes. I don't think that we said God damn, I am so terrible for these fucking names, man. I'm the worst. Uh, I love like her. Estelle. Estelle. I was like, I knew it was an E. I wanted to say like <laughs> Esther or S like something. Okay. They talk. Estelle. I was close. Yeah. And she's basically like, he, she's excited to see her. She's like, hey, it's me. And she's like, I know. I don't care. I don't give a crap. Like, I don't man. give a fuck about your hub. She, she's very bitter because this was not what she was taught her whole life, what the afterlife was going to be. There, yeah. Jesus was not there waiting for her. Her she husband's was so not hopeful. there. Yeah. She was expecting something different. So she really just doesn't care. Well, her husband was there, right? But her, was, Yeah, her husband was there, but he, he by the time she got there, he was already dead. Ex- or oh, Didn't she say he was old? And then, so didn't she, uh, that's what I thought she said, that he was old. He, well, he came, yeah, there. he came old, but when she, by the time she was oh. there, he'd already dead. There, oh, there okay. was a statue of him. He, oh, that's he'd, right. He'd been that's and right. gone. So... Yeah, she she wasn't happy. Which is really which is weird because there's like afterlifes after the afterlife in this book, which they don't really get into too much, but they book too. Like in this reborn Adistria place, you can die. Like you're still mortal. You can die here and then and go depending on how good you are somewhere else. That's how strong you are. Mm-hmm. You know? So like her dad was a really good guy. Like he took that blast at the beginning saving her and he's that's like, Hey, true. that kinda hurt. Oh, that's where it right. looked yeah. like it should have just killed him, but he yeah. was like he kind of shrugged it off. Yeah, there's this part. There's a part where he explains that to her, where he's like, "Yeah, like the he says like yeah, the the better person you were, the stronger you are, the kinder you were, like the more like magic you have, or something like that." Yeah. He says. And so. the same goes for the evil. Mm-hmm. Which is weird because Bonnie, when you meet her at the beginning of this book, she seems like kind of like a bitter old lady. He does. She doesn't seem like the kindest yeah. person, but like, you kind of learn like in her past she was. I guess just old age and fear of death and stuff kind of settled in with her. But they went to her to ask her if if she could help them find her husband, which obviously she's like, fuck off. I also thought the fairies, the little fairies, because he, he warns her, you know, the fairies are very big gossip. Don't, you know, talk loudly mm. around them. Um, and they do pop up every now and then when they're talking. You can see the fairies floating around their ears mm. throughout the book. And I mean, it does it. I mean, there is a mention of the fairies have done this, but it wasn't a big huge thing that i thought it was gonna build mm-hmm. up to why couldn't they ask the fairies where her husband is if they're such gossipers don't they keep tabs on people you'd think so mm-hmm. but maybe this bitter fairy queen has told them not to maybe, maybe. that's fair so into the dark lands we meet general frost who's a big white kitty cat <laughs> and uh golgotha we get to meet him he's like Swimming, swimming in, in a pool of blood, yeah, because like that's just metal as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Which is even more funny when like if you know anything about Greg Capullo, like he's like into that shit. Like he posts like oh, yeah. a lot of videos. He's got like this crazy guitar collection, and he's like the biggest Zach Wilde fan on the planet and nice. shit. And so he's always like metal, you know, like he's into that shit. So he like gets off on that. Like so when it came just be- to him, we're doing a book. I do yeah. have to say, I metal. think his I think his big horns are. Uh, Compensating for something. Oh, uh, could be. Well, <laughs> you see, you, you see later on in the book what he's fucking. So I don't yeah, know. She, that caught <laughs> me. That caught me big. so far off guard the first time. I was like, wait a minute. So he's fucking that thing. 
<laughs> I think his design kicks ass though. I'm like, dude, yeah. where is that action figure like yeah, right it's now? It's awesome. Golgotha looks badass. Even Frost looks cool. Yeah. Like it's just a cool image. So basically they they're aware that the chosen one has come, right? This is issue three. Oh well you find out that the cat is Oh, does he tell yeah, him in this yeah, issue? Yeah, it's here because she's talking about it's it just so funny that his only motivation is he's just bitter as fuck about getting fixed. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's his only motivation that's his to hate this girl. I, which, she took my testicles. Which, like, to me is, like, really clever because you know this because you have cats. Anyone out there that has cats or spent a lot of time with cats, like, they are, like, honoring motherfuckers. Yeah. And, like, and like you you do them wrong one time, they may never forgive oh, you. Yeah. Like, like they they hold grudges like a son of a bitch. So, <laughs> like, obviously this fucking cat, even in, like, an anthropomorphic, like, life, would still, like, hold that grudge against this owner but then you have that probably cute fed puppy. and housed him. <laughs> but that was the cat her and her husband had. Yeah. Frost. His and name was Frosty She got back him then. fixed and... He like says a point blank too, like she cut my testicles off at one point. It's like really. He's like, do you want to pay for the removal of my genitalia? <laughs> the flying elephants thing is kind of cool. So yeah, Golgotha has this. You assumed at first it was a pet, but it's not. This dragon yeah. that has a lion's head on it, that also has a cool name that I've forgotten already. It was. It was drum roll. Arimathea. Arimathea, pretty cool name. Um, it's an interesting design for sure. Looks cool. Yeah, yeah. It's metal as fuck too. He's going to pound town on that thing. Oh, how, where, I know, in what I don't way, know. and Maybe for he how just long? Crawls inside. I, I'm not too <laughs> he sure. <just> crawls, <laughs> <inside>. <laughs> <laughs> crawls inside and wiggles around. <laughs> not with those horns. <laughs> Maybe she likes it. Uh, Maybe tore that shit up. <laughs> Moving on. Oh, it's funny on so uh, many levels. <laughs> they go find the statue of uh, Estelle's husband, and she's still very much like uh, she's like, "Oh, he must have been a good man." Like basically, she's she's still upset that uh, they her friend didn't help her. Help. Yeah, and then her and her dad kind of have a conversation where he's like, "He's like, I never." He's like, "I." Never wanted to ask, but like, did your mom ever like remarry? Yeah, remarry or whatever. She's like, Dad, relax. Like, she never even looked at another man for more than one night <laughs> <laughs> while she was out at the bar. They get attacked in the forest. Yep. Cool, cool. Some cool fight scenes. Love it. Love all of it. I'm down for all of it. Roy boys ripping throats out. Yeah, and then he just gets lost over he gets a cliff. Thrown over a cliff. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, I was going to put it that way, but... <laughs> Poor puppy. Which is weird, because you assume, like, well, there goes the dog, but he, he does he does come back later. Uh, they get, like, knocked out, or tased, or yep. whatever the fuck that thing is. They get knocked out, and they get taken to, like, this, uh... What do they call it? Mago's Quarter, yeah. It's, it, it's this other guy In the Darklands. It's, yeah, it's, it's a, in the Darklands. It's a ragged city in the Darklands. I like this shot here, because when you're reading it, First off, you mm-hmm. you don't understand what's happening here, mm-hmm. and then later on, as she's getting her powers, you're realizing, oh, this is her her powers are starting to manifest right mm-hmm. here, and then she gets tased and knocked out. I enjoy that as well. A big giant fish in the sky. Oh, sushi. Oh, sushi. <laughs> oh, sushi. Just give me some soy sauce. 
Some wasabi. There you go. Um, so they have her and her dad chained up to this big pole, and they, they've taken her sword away and stuff now. And uh, General Frost is the one that is coming to to kill them, I guess. Because <laughs> well, he, c- he can he can shoot is it icicles up I, through was, the ground to yeah. impale people. But he used it that one time, right? I don't yeah. think he ever used it again, did he? Um, he uses some ice powers when he first shows up. Because okay. remember, she asked her dad, like, why didn't you tell me you could do that or whatever? Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At first, I thought it was the sword. I was like, is it the sword that did it? And then when the kitty cat shows, I was like, oh, okay. Got it. And uh, even though her dad's really strong, he can't break the chains, but he can lift the whole pole out of the ground. Because the chains have like a like containment spell or some spell. some bullshit they put on there. Um, well, you know that thing. As they do. As they do, yeah. Bonnie, we need to go. Um, Kimmy and Kitty. Come on, Bonnie. <laughs> can you hear me? Don't know if you can. Got to find your husband. <laughs> Bonnie's powers are manifesting again, and then she fights, and then they win. <laughs> <laughs> This is the only way we can because, get married to talk. We'll just go reasons. off on tangents. Yeah. <laughs> She's flipping through the air. It looks really cool. It does look really cool. I, I dig her outfit. I don't know if I love the fucking helmet, though. Oh, be quiet about it. The helmet is a little off-putting. Well, like, I'm just wondering, like, like, why that design choice? Because she needs to protect her head, okay? You're not complaining about her dad wearing his helmet. Why are you complaining his about her? Like his helmet looks cool. Yeah, his helmet he's looks like like a cool. Her helmet looks cool, too. It looks hel- futuristic. No, it doesn't no. look futuristic. It looks like a dumb VR helmet. Yeah, there you go. There you go. You look like a dumb VR helmet. Your mom's a dumb You ain't eating that fish for sushi. That thing has some fucking teeth on it. Yeah, that's true. You don't eat the teeth. You, I'm saying you ain't <laughs> killing that thing is what I'm telling oh, you. okay. <laughs> you have to kill it first, Kylie. Can you eat piranha? I wonder, can you eat piranha? Do people Could eat piranha? Could you eat piranha? Anyone know. out there, do, do you eat piranha? <laughs> so so they, yeah, they get, uh, there's, there's this guy in a cloak that's like, here, come with me. I'll help you hurry. There's no time to explain. And like the dumbest characters ever are like, okay. Yeah. And then they just jump right in. And they end up in this like prison that's like for all like the worst of the worst people. Yeah. It's like, yeah, this whole place is kind of the bad people. But this is like the really bad people. They were they were bamboozled. They were. Yes. And they're about to get their ass kicked by this big ass Solomon Grundy dude with spikes. No, over. they're not. And we know it. <laughs> Aren't they, though? They fight. I, I love the way this goes, though, because they have people like but locked away. Look at away those crotch their... studs. I know. <laughs> like, like, what are you using those for? Never mind. Don't tell me. Don't so that me. he does it. So if he gets kicked in the nuts, uh, you can't kick him in the I nuts. I thought it was so he could like teabag people to death. I mean that too. <laughs> that too. But also, like, it's not just the protection of the cup; it's also the uh, uh, the attack. The other prisoners <laughs> are all know. are all pleading her for help, and she goes to let them all out. I love this. Because it's just such a a different choice than I think most people would make. Where she's like, she's like, gonna let them all out of their cells, and the dad's like, "What the hell are you doing?" She's like, "Look, these people all need to go free too, whatever." And he's like, "They'll fight for us." Yeah, basically, she's like, "Look, they want to live just as bad as we do, whatever." And the as the second she lets them all out, they immediately turn on her, like, "Oh, maybe if we kill them, whatever, like maybe we'll get rewarded somehow, yeah, or I like whatever." That. Like, I love that. <laughs> Cause like you don't see that you you never see that. I'm like yeah, these are 
shitty people yeah. that would have no problem taking the favor from you and then immediately stabbing you in the back. So they both get knocked out. They get knocked out a lot in this book. <laughs> yeah. And by knocked out, I mean like these two times. That's, that's why she wears the helmet. <laughs> it ain't doing her any favors. <laughs> well, she could be dead if she didn't have that helmet. Exactly. Uh-huh. She could have had a real bad concussion. Yeah. Now they go to a place called Blackwish Mountain where they're going to be taken to General Frost, right? Yeah. Or no, because we first we have no, the... No, Frost isn't there. It's the, yeah, we have the Ruby Empress of the yeah. Stars. She looks cool. She does. Yeah, I, I like awesome. her design. Um, she's with the other guy that's like her her man or whatever, but like he doesn't look nearly as cool. But yeah, the, the Empress lady, she looks pretty badass. And anyways, it, it, it all it all builds up to, to Kitty Cat showing up. And this is where, yeah, she... He, he freezes oh, her, right. and at first you're like, "What the hell just happened?" And they're like, "Oh yeah, he, okay, he has the, the ice powers and shit." And I just I like the design of the cat. I think the cat looks really really kick ass. I think Capullo nails it. And I again just the idea of this cat being bitter as hell towards the person that took care of him. Yeah. In his normal life, is just really funny to me because it just feels so in character for a cat. Yeah, and so. he has her sword. Yes, yes, indeed. And he swings it around and goes, shah, shah, shah. Like, and they never tell you what the sword does. They just tell you yeah. that it's special for some reason. And that's another one of those things where I'm like, that probably could have been... There was no payoff. Yeah. It shatters frozen people. Yeah. <laughs> Only it slices right through the other guy later. But What do you mean like, there's no payoff? For the sword? No, there's no payoff. I'm saying they, they never... They tell you the sword is special, but they don't ever tell you why or what it does or anything. You know what I'm saying? Like they, it's, it's just not like she holds it up and she becomes He-Man or anything. It's, I thought know, it was never like about that. the sword. No, but like they tell you that the sword has magic when they give it to her, but they don't explain how or what it does or anything. Like yeah. it's just like, like, oh, you guys probably could have explained that a little bit. I better. took that as they all thought that it was really powerful, but it was never actually the sword. It was the all along. her. Oh god, don't along. do that. Yep. Oh god, that's yeah. that's what I. That's, that's, that's even worse. worse. Yeah. <laughs> that's even worse. Why is that bad? <laughs> <laughs> that falls into the chosen that's, one trope even that's worse. A, that's yeah. a trope on Listen, top of Listen, there's a trope. only yeah. seven types of stories. <laughs> and the chosen one with the chosen magic sword I've seen too many times. <laughs> to Arthur. Oh, yeah. Sword of the Stone. Black Cauldron. Excalibur. <sighs> Wait, did I just say like the same story three times? <laughs> yes, I was like, yes, what is yes he I doing? did. <laughs> That's the point. Well, that's okay. the point. That's the, that's I was a little slow on that. I was like, because again, that digs down into there's only seven types it's of funny stories. It's funny because as he was listing them, I was like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wait, Wait a um, minute. I love... Uh, I, I love how they get out of this too. I an interesting choice where she's just like, um, I wish you were all dead. And her dad's like, "What are you doing? Like, it's Black Wish Mountain. I'm I'm making a wish, whatever." And then did they explain that 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 was a thing? Not up to this point. It's okay. not until after, which I agree. That's kind of weak. That was that was the thing where I'm like, you could have maybe dwelt, you know. But then maybe it would have been too obvious, though. I, yeah, I guess so. But how does she know? I can understand the dad knowing, maybe. But maybe why they would she just, have? Because they never even tell her this is called Black Wish Mountain. Yeah. We just we only see the little. Yeah, I guess that's fair. I still thought it was cool when I read it the first time. No, like, oh, it was. It was. Because even uh, even Kitty Cat, when she says, "Like I wish they were all dead," I'm making a wish. She's like, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> <laughs> he 
he knows they're screwed. But the the wish only works for like it has to be something negative. Because cause then she goes, I wish my husband was here. I wish I could find him. I wish we were together again. And her dad's like, it doesn't work that way. It has to be, it's it's a dark, dark magic. Like, yeah. like he says, like, I wish these chains would crumble to dust. And then they do. He's like, see, you have to put it in like a negative context. But she gets her cool sword back. So she's got that sure. going for her. <laughs> Golgotha's swimming in, in blood again, posing for a... a metal 80s metal band album cover um and then he has a black cloak because of course he does and yeah he's like i'm going to make love to Where my Moo-Moo. arimathea huh Moo-Moo? yeah it looks like a moo-moo what the it's fuck just is a big a mo- black moo-moo what's a moo-moo oh no it looks like a cloak never mind <laughs> it's a cloak what's a moo-moo have you never seen the simpsons where homer gains all the weight to work at home he wears the fat guy dress. Oh. It's called a moo-moo. Oh, okay. That's what lazy people wear. Jeez. Does he look lazy to you, Mary? Yes. <laughs> looks like he's about to torture your soul. He, all he does is bathe in blood all day. And gouge out your eyes. He's preparing. Okay? Whatever. Moving on. Do we need the whole thing that he fucks the dragon? Because I feel like that comes out of nowhere. Yeah, we need it. Why? It adds to the world. It adds to it. Because they only reference it this one time. Like, it, they never, like, set anything up for that previous to this. You know what they do? They mention do? it here, and then they never mention it again. You so know I'm what like, they do? They do, they do, uh, like, the Avatar people do with the tails. Or the hair. Sorry, I mean the hair. But it's with this tail. And it gets on his horns. That's what they do. That's how it works. Yep. Okay. Yep. 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 Okay. Yep. You guys yeah. were wondering how, and I'm just telling you how they do. How do they do? I don't know. I still think he crawls up in there and does a dance. Good, how are you? Does a little dance, <laughs> makes a little love. <laughs> he gets, gets down. down tonight. So we have some flashbacks of her getting married, and then what is it? Her daughter getting married, or? Uh, yes. Yes. Yeah, she she talks about, like, yeah, you get married, then your kids get married, and then she talks about how getting older sucks, because she's... sitting at the old people's table talking gets, about all your surgeries you've had. Yeah, she gets bitter in her old age and shit. Um, there are... Some of just, like, the crazy monsters and shit that Greg Capullo, I'm sure, got to just design had to be a lot of fun, because they're very interesting to look at for me. But... They outrun another monster thing. Monsters, and, dragons, spaceships. Yeah, and, and they really kind of like jump through a lot of this just to let you know that like these are all the kind of adventures that they've been on and her powers are growing stronger. She mentions that on she's... On their way to defeat... Golgotha. Golgotha. Forgot his name again. Metal guy. Yes. Metal man. It was this scene specifically... I mean, a lot of it throughout the whole book, but this scene specifically where they're sitting around the little campfire where I was like, God damn, Greg Capullo draws a pretty girl. Like like some of these panels, I was like, oh, yeah, she yeah. is she is gorgeous. Yeah. I was like, yeah, it's a gorgeous drawing. <laughs> um he she it's it's kind of a nice moment where she's telling her her dad about about her daughter and stuff and like she's like she has your eyes and stuff, but mom's attitude and stuff like that. Which I which I really like. And we we see the flashback several times of, of them playing football together. That'll come back later. 
as one of the things they set up that actually does go somewhere because I feel like there's a couple other things that I feel like he originally wanted to do something with and then they get dropped later on. Roy Boy just comes back. He was able to find him. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. And then they also find out that he found her husband and that he's in a village like not very far away. 50 mm-hmm. miles. 50 miles. And so they go there. Like right now. Oh, wait. And then in another page. And she's... She hugs him and tells him he's a good boy, boy. Yes. Who's a good boy, boy? He found Harry. He's a good boy. Yes. <laughs> so I think this is where the fairies come back into play because they know where the city is, where her husband is. So now they've gone to go tell Golgotha, hey. Oh, okay. That makes more sense. You need to go destroy the city. That makes husband. sense that, that they beat her there. Yeah. Got it. Uh, so when they get to the village, it's like wasteland. It's been freaking nuked. Demolished. Yep. Um, I love this panel for some reason. I loved it again when I was rereading it today. Like just like the close up of her eye, like the detail to me right there. I was like, oh man, that looks the like, shock of it. Yeah, like it just looks really, really good. Yeah. Um, so they get there and they're basically like, yeah, he's gone. They showed up. They took him. They said if you want him, you have to go get him. And so they go. And well, no, this is like, this is like the best part of the of the book. I thought. Um, she meets his current wife. Well, geez, and he just. <laughs> You're taking all the fun just out of this. Slow down. Yeah. Just, just. So you, you find out that her husband remarried. Do you want to? Do you want to just tell it or? It is He's, her pick. I mean, he remarried. That he because he got there earlier than her and he showed up young as well. That he met another woman and started a new family there. Yeah. With her. Um, I I was I don't know I was pretty shocked by this when I read it the first time I was like oh man that's like a way to go I don't know I wasn't shocked by it no yeah I kind of figured and I I think it's handled really well too where it's like hey look like probably wasn't the best way for you to find this out but like I'm his wife and and everything else and I really love this scene between them because I feel like it's kind of a trope again to make women characters very catty towards each other or like it would have been easy to make them bitchy or make her angry at her and so but like it's it's handled so maturely like she's clearly hurt by it obviously because she is like let down whatever but like she she understands she tells his kids and stuff like i'm gonna get your dad back and then she even tells the wife like i'm happy that i'm just glad to know that someone could make him happy like all these years while she wasn't there with him and stuff like I don't know, like the, the maturity that that was handled with to me really stuck out because I just feel like a lot of writers, it would be easy to be lazy and have them be bitchy or catty towards each other because that's just what some people think. Oh, that's how girls are, right? You know, and it's like, no, not necessarily. Not you, if, you can't fight. Yeah. Not if you're a writer, you know, because like, like, they even hug here, which I'm like, oh, that's that's really good. It feels it feels very genuine. Um, it's probably my favorite. It's probably my favorite moment or sequence of the whole of the whole book. Um, so yeah, I like, uh, I, I like her whole thing of like, I'm not afraid of dying, not anymore. Uh, I love just the close up panel here of her eyes either. She's very, very determined, very confident. The, the dragon lion thing is, is just a badass bitch standing on top of the <laughs> guard of the prisoners and shit. And, uh, it, it, Golgotha, <sighs> He, he's a kick-ass design, but I can't call him a good villain because he falls into so many just predictable villain shit where, like, 
half the time he's like monologuing like you don't yeah. stand a chance yeah. nobody will stop me <sighs> as soon as she arrives i will kill her and like it's i don't know it's just it's some of that like there's he, there's nothing to him really and i am kind of bummed because i feel like they set they set it up to pay off somewhere and it it kind of does but not really yeah did we ever get to his plan this thing he's working on or is that in the last issue here it might be in the last one basically okay. they're there he's hoping to to open a portal to go to the real world right yeah and then still be who they are in this world yeah and with all their powers and whatnot so oh but but this is where you find out who he is so he oh, tells yeah. he tells her husband he's the the sniper that guy that killed him in the beginning of the book um i don't know how, how, how do you feel about the reveal for when you were reading it month to month were you satisfied with it or um because i'm kind of disappointed by i would it. say yes because that opening bit for me reading it and then having months you know build separating it. these issues i felt that it was hey this is see these people dying this is what's happening to them. They're just popping up here. So I mm. thought it was more of a story, uh, a way to tell the story of, hey, these people that are dying are just popping up in this other world and they've got to fight this battle. And yeah. So I thought it was just like, instead of taking time out to go into depth of like, okay, these people are dying in a hospital and they're showing up here. It was more of a mass shooting to show all these people dying at once and mm. going to this other place. So to see this come back around, especially me going, Maybe it's her mother. Maybe it's her husband. You know, yeah. just all these guesses of who the big bad guy was. So, yeah, when it came back to that, I'm like, oh. I almost okay. feel like that would have been worse if I had months to wait in because I feel like yeah. I would have hyped it up so much. Like, I don't know. Like, to me, it's fine, I guess. I just, I don't know if it was worth the the, the buildup. I don't know. Mary, how do you feel about the Golgotha being the the reveal of who, of who he is? Was I surprised? No. Did I like it? Yeah. Okay. Do you wish they would have done something else, like him being the mom somehow, or being somebody like? Do you or? No, I think it made sense in um, the world that they made. Is like the bad people are in this bad place, and the good people are in this good place. So, yeah. like her dad and her mom were good people. Her husband was a good person. As you know, as far as we know, mm-hmm. they were good people. So yeah. they'll be with the good people. I never thought once that I was like, I never thought once that they were one of the bad people. I like that they tied it in with Golgotha uh, being it, being the being that sniper because it gave it more, rather than it being just like some stranger, mm-hmm. like there was an actual reason that yeah. why he was doing something, mm-hmm. you know? I was kind of I hoping. also lump him in with um, like Mark Miller's up there with like Garth Ennis and Warren Ellis for me mm-hmm. and I, will, I always push a little too much when I think on the Garth Ennis side of things where I could see Garth Ennis taking this and then the reveal is, oh, Golgotha is her husband. Mm-hmm. Oh, but I thought her husband was great. And then you get this backstory of like, he was like this pedophile see, you knew nothing about. That's, and, that's the you know, next thing I was gonna, that, That's what I was kind of hoping. I thought it was going to be like the mom. And it's like, we thought that she was in it, but like, oh, she was actually like this terrible person. And yeah. you never knew. Like, that's what, that's what I like thought nice, they were yeah. going to do. And that, that probably would have been like, oh, awesome and like so i don't know that's not a fair criticism to be like it's not as cool as the thing i imagined in my head to be you know what i mean (laughs) you tell that to game of thrones fans yeah or star wars fans or any other fans yeah (laughs) 
real little bitch boys. Um, but yeah, so he's a sniper. Again, kick-ass design. Where's the action figure? Miller World. Contact somebody. <laughs> I'm sure McFarlane, McFarlane will give you a deal. get on that. Yeah, somebody. Okay, so we go back to the original... Uh, to the original scene of the of the crime here. Creepy as fuck that you just got like his eyes and his teeth in the hood. That's awesome. It is. He killed twenty eight so people. Creepy. Well, Would that actually 29. work in real life? No. <laughs> but it's cool. It's a cool aesthetic. This is in two thousand two before it was cool to shoot people. <laughs> Go got the house to take another soak in blood because like I guess the his fifteen minutes have passed or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> The blood gives him power. I don't know. I honestly think it's just because, like, it's just metal as fuck. Yeah. Like, I think it's just, I just, I think they just think he looks badass, and so we're just gonna keep doing it. Yes. But it's like it maybe would have was cool like twice. So they're wandering through the forest. Yep. The fairies are around. The fairies are are gossiping again. They get to his castle, whatever. This is very similar to the cover of the first issue here. Yeah. And. Uh, they walk up to the castle like bosses, though. Ready to take them down. Oh, yeah. Like they ba- they have a, a nice clear pathway to Golgotha. And again, it's just like everything that comes out of his mouth, it's not like it's bad dialogue because Mark Miller knows how to write good dialogue, but it's just so like cliche villain shit that he says. Like, oh, yeah. What well, is this, go- this whole showdown where it's like, we could bring everybody. No, we got to go. It's just going to be yeah. the three of us. Yeah. And. He wastes his time talking when it's like, just kill him. Just yeah. kill him, get it over with. Because he's done. cocky. Exactly. That, that's, like, that in the end, that's his downfall, like always. Like, you don't need to read any of his shit. Just know, like, what's anything you've ever heard any villain say ever? That's what he says. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. All of that stuff. Um, so, yeah. But it's time for the final showdown. The final show. That's not the song. The final countdown. I know. Oh my goodness. <laughs> How do you not know this? Showdown would have been cooler. No. But he sent Arimathea up and it uh, goes clear up in the sky and it's going to yep. come back down in game moment. And then the queen of the fairies up. comes and I love her. <laughs> she is like my favorite. She pulled her head out. Her headdress thing feels very Rita Repulsa to me from Power Rangers in a, in, a, in a good way. Kylie's like, yeah, I'm going to pretend I know what that is. It's a Power Rangers reference. Yes. She's the crazy Asian lady. goes, ha, 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 Power oh, Rangers. Ha, ha. I'll kill you bad now. Wow. Well, uh, and she, the fairies <laughs> come. She, she, doesn't, she, she doesn't say that. But. Does she go, I'm Rita Repulsa. No, she doesn't do that either. <laughs> and the fairies come and they fight. Harry Potter. And they turn the battle. They have a cool fight. And she kills the dragon thing. Oh, yeah. yeah the dragon lion kill, thing. Yeah, very good kills the dragon oh, thing. Oh, yeah. She just like unmakes it, doesn't she? Yes, Looks like it. It's yeah. awesome. It it is pretty sweet. She's like, she wanted so she wanted to die, find her husband and be with God. Turns out she died. Her husband's already gone, but she's basically a god. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. She starts seeing these flashes of her granddaughter and her daughter being like, you know, she grandma must have been so scared. You know, because like they, they knew that she was scared to die. Like they knew that that was kind of like she was starting to get really scared and freaked out about that. Whatever she gets now, it's her turn to go into the big pool of blood. So does he see flashes of shit when he's in there too? Is that why he goes in there? Who who? Golgotha. No, because no. he's dead. She's only seeing flashes because she's like in this half state. 
okay. She's she's dying, but she's not all the way there yet. She has to kind of accept her death. So the pool of blood has nothing to do with anything. No, not okay. at all. He thinks he's killed her at this point. Yeah, got it. He jumps in there, I think, to choke her out while she's while she's drowning. Yes. So she wakes up in the hospital. Temper- you, you find yeah. out that she has survived her stroke. Yes. Yeah. So all that time they were in there has only been what maybe in the last couple of minutes because you, you would imagine yeah. they couldn't keep her alive for maybe very long. A couple of minutes, maybe maybe like an hour or so. Yeah. 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 Not, not that long. Yeah. Where she's probably been in this other world for at, at least at least days, maybe weeks, at this point. Um, this is my favorite part of the book. It's this, this whole ending where where you find out the reason she doesn't have all these powers she mm-hmm. was supposed to have is because she wasn't quite Ready. all the way dead. Yeah, uh, she was still part of her was still back in the real world. So I really like that, that too cool. because it actually bugged me the first time reading this that like the kind of bullshit explanation was like, well, sometimes the powers manifest in different ways. Like maybe you'll get them eventually or whatever. I was like, that's kind of like a Bullshit. Like then the the fact that it was an actual reason for it, I'm like okay good that covers that track because yeah. like if that's what it was gonna be like oh and then they just come at the end like that would have bothered me and I also really like this um, I like it because of that reason and also it's kind of like a you know she she accepts it and you know Love it's kind it, of yeah. like a peaceful thing and I'm like you know, that's how I want to be when I get old and I die. I just want yeah. to be peaceful. <laughs> I want to be peaceful. I love that, like, the whole time she was so scared of death and everything else, but, like, the moment that she has a chance to have life back, she's immediately like, no. she's like, I don't want this. I, I, I want to be back with my dad and helping everybody. They need me. Like, it, it gave her a sense of purpose back because there was here's all these people telling her, you're important. We've been waiting for you. Like, she has something to do. And stuff. So, like, I also thought at this point in the book that it was going to be a huge twist where this didn't happen. This was her in her weird coma. They would have went full Wizard thing. of Oz on that shit. Exactly. Yeah, that would have been that. lame. Yeah. That would have been weak as fuck. Yeah. That would have been <laughs> the trope to end it for me. Like, that would have been like too. You would have been like, "There's three. I'm too out." Too much cliched <laughs> shit in this book. It was all a dream. I would have been like, "Nope." I'm not doing it. So you're saying if she woke up, accepted her death, and died, and it just ended? No, if she just woke up and it was and like she it never okay. happened, like she drank the whole thing. Okay. Like yeah, none of this happened. But would Swords. that make you mad? Yes. That she died. And it, well, I know. It just I've, ended. No, that's my kind of ending. Didn't get to know. Okay. That's the kind of stuff I like. Yeah, yeah. Like oh, open ended is fine. Just don't give me unended that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Close ended and sucks. So uh, now he's opening the portal to the real world. Why Minneapolis of all places? Isn't Cause that where the, the shooting was? It's the Windy Apple. <laughs> <laughs> I like the big banana better. <laughs> the big banana. <laughs> um, her dad gets ballsy in a hurry, though, because even when they think she's dead, he's like, well, okay, because <laughs> it's up to me. Yeah. <laughs> And then it's just more of that cliche villain shit. Like, <laughs> you you think you stand a chance? Insert hero name here against me. Insert villain name here. And then uh, she dies again. And she, like, rockets back to the afterlife, I guess? I guess so. I find that panel kind of weird because, like, she was at the bottom it's of the like thing. It's like hyperspace. And then, but then they still show her come back out of the thing again. Yeah. It's fine, I guess. Um, it's fine. 
it's fine i guess it's fine. i'll accept it it's fine love the love this page though of her just slashing the yeah. shit out of him with That's that sword awesome because because she doesn't yeah she kind of sneaks up behind him too and he's like oh shit and she's covered in blood she's all oh red. it's so Sweet. awesome it is pretty cool um so they did it it's very much like yay we did the thing um, we did the thing. The, the thing, thing we're supposed to do. It's done. Um, I, I do like the moment of her and her husband here too, where she's like, "Hey," and he's like, "You know, I don't even know what to say." She's like, "It's okay." Like I, I know, you know. And she's again just the maturity that she has of it. And again, part of that is because, re- really, she's like this eighty-nine-year-old woman that does have the maturity of you know what I mean in this younger girl's body. Exactly. But yeah, I, yeah. I still just I. Just she's a, lived a life already. I just appreciate that because you just don't see that a lot, you know? And I love that. So it's like, hey, we're going to get you back to your family. Uh, Fairy Queen got like burned and charred up to death. Yeah, she got fucked up. (laughs) And like she kind of accepts it too. And she's basically like, thank you for kind of restoring my faith. You know, even if it's not the same faith I had before. Like maybe I'll meet my husband in the next after afterlife. Like... You know, I, like she accepts her death now, and she's hoping maybe she can go find him again on the other side, she which does. which she, she does. does. Yeah, I love it. Well, it looks it like is. she's in her wedding dress. You would assume or so, yeah. or at least a dress. the The idea of of her turning around and he's standing there, you, you kind of can't help but be like, oh, ah, yeah. like oh, it's, that's that feels very rewarding. I love it. Yeah, I do too. Especially because it's kind of like you know, hey, you know, like. Maybe he'll be waiting for her and whatever's after this. And then we see it. And then she's just like, I hope so. You know? And he's just like, oh, I know that he was. <laughs> and you don't. <laughs> so they they get uh, Harry back to his family and stuff like that. It's really good. And um, You missed the, the best line of the book. What? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, um, I I love her dad trying to be like supportive of like, well, if it makes you feel any better, your mom and I never liked yeah. that guy anyways. <laughs> <laughs> she's kind of like, she's like, dick. you're just making that up. I was like, no, I'm ser- I'm serious. He's kind of an asshole. Oh, yeah, she even says, an she even says he, we thought he was an asshole. <laughs> <sighs> really good. Um, I like the nurse kind of com- comforting her daughter and her granddaughter and stuff. Like, you know, hey, I I see this all the time. Like. I don't think, like, I I don't think she was scared at the end because like she sees a lot of people pass away. Like she seemed like she was ready and like accepting because yeah. like they're upset because they saw her wake up. Like she, we could, she was she wanted to come back or whatever. It's like I don't think she did. I think she she had made peace with herself and everything, and she gets to go back and kind of celebrate and have kind of their victory moment. I love this last like page here where they're kind of like you know like I hope that you know. I hope that she's in a better place as we see her getting crowned like queen of the whole kingdom and stuff now, which is which is really really cool. That's awesome. Yeah, I love it, and you know that's where we end of book one, and that is reborn. <laughs> yes. I'm gonna start with that. Um, do you guys think that we need more? Because I don't. I wouldn't mind more to just kind of go into a little more detail about some things. Sure. Because uh, I think he, they did create a pretty lavish world that they could really get more in depth on. Do we need it? 
I don't think so. Will it mm. happen? I don't think so. <laughs> so. There's definitely lots of room to play in this world. Oh, like, yeah. like they set up like they could, but I think if just this as a standalone thing, if this is all we ever got, I think this is a really good I story. I always kind of accept his stuff as standalone things, which I'm surprised Jupiter's Circle and Jupiter's Children actually mm. went as long as it did before I don't think he ever finished those up. Yeah. I'm I'm really glad that like he at least wrapped everything up in this story to where it's like this is a complete story. There's yeah. definitely room for more things, but there oh, yeah. wasn't any cliffhangers or like open plot stuff that make it, you know, where we've like, oh dude, it sucks we never got that second one because the mother, they never we explained can still find the mother. Sure. But like they don't make you feel like you needed that though. Yeah. It's like, oh she's out there somewhere, you know. Mary, what True. do you think? Do you think that this do you think we need more of this or are you kind of fine with just this i'm fine with this story i would like more um it doesn't necessarily need to be about bonnie it's called reborn it's not called bonnie so she could have done she ha he could have done um other people being reborn into other worlds yeah yeah he does have a habit of changing titles of things that have already come out though so he could retitle this bonnie reborn I guess. <laughs> Re-reborn. That's the sequel. <laughs> it'll, be called, it'll be called Reborn colon born again. <laughs> wow. Uh, I mean, I'm not saying I wouldn't like more or anything. Like, if they do it, I'll, I'll definitely be reading it. But, yeah. like, I, I just think, I think this, like, I'm I'm perfectly fine with this. If we never see this ever again, I think I'm I'm more than happy with it. So, Mary, I'll start with you. Reborn from Greg Capullo, Mark Miller, Image Comics. Miller World, on a scale of one to ten, what do you would you give this book, and would you recommend it to people? Yes, I would recommend it to people. I recommended it for us to read on this podcast and tell people about it. So certainly, I'm going to recommend a piece of shit. <laughs> I mean, wow, we, wow. I'm sure we're going to have some comic book clubs like that. Like, I'm, oh, I'm yeah. going to make everybody read this shitty book. We can talk about it. <laughs> um, I really like it. I'd give I give it a nine. I really nine? enjoyed it. Okay. Kylie, uh, mine would mine would have been higher when I was remembering it. Um, okay, but with the reread, reading it all in one big chunk this time, where I felt like things felt a little rushed and they didn't go into a little more detail that they mm-hmm. could have. Uh, I'm looking at like seven and a half, eight. Okay, probably. Mm-hmm. You'd recommend it? I recommend anything Mark Miller usually. Okay, yeah, I, I'm I'm about an eight as well. I really like this. I really enjoy it. I I loved it the first time I read it. I think I liked it a little less. This, the second time reading it because I think I was just I caught a couple of little things that bugged me that I didn't notice the first time but I still think it's very very good um, so yeah it's it's a, it's a go to like indie comic to read like for me to recommend to people because it is only six issues and like here it always like if someone's like oh like I want to read like have you read Reborn like this is one of the first things I think of of like mm. here's something to kind of like recommend to people because like something like this or like God Country where it's like it's six issues it's all there it's all together you're not that's making, what I love about recommending Mark Miller stuff it's yeah like always you, these little self you're not five, committing to any stories. big thing because you could be like oh like Saga is really good but it's also 50 issues and still ongoing like this thing it's like it's easy like it's one trade here you go. This is it. So I, and that's that's the beauty. That that's the best thing that indie comics have over the over the big two. To, in my opinion, is when oh, they yeah. do is when they these do nice stuff like this. These little one and done kind of things that like. 
because it makes it nice like i just want to read something different for a little while and that like this stuff like this like just cures that itch for me like okay i can go back to reading like the flash now whatever like this was a nice little break for me for that so that's for me okay before we do before we let kylie what was your rating Eight. You said eight. eight. Oh, okay. Before we let Kylie tell us what the next one's going to be, we're going to do some weekly picks. So, Mary, Son what is your bitch. weekly pick Why am this I week? Ready for this? Shoot. <laughs> this thing we do every week. Yes. It's going to be, you know what? Kylie already called it. I'm just going to do Something's Killing the Children. Okay. <laughs> Did you like it then? I really liked it. I thought it was going to be unnatural. I, uh-huh. I haven't picked unnatural. I really like unnatural, but. It's not for everyone. It's going to be. It's going to be. Boobs and bacon. Come on. Uh, so Something is Killing the Children is by Boom. Mm-hmm. And it's real good. Uh, it only Bun? has the first issue. Right? I, th- I want to say so. I think, I think so. Colin, Colin Bunn Bun. wrote it, I think. I know between that and Once in Future, Boom's been getting a lot of press lately. So yeah, good for them. Colin Bunn's doing... Who's doing Once in Future? Is it Paul? Karen uh, Gillan? Karen Gillan and, and Dad Mora's drawing it. Yeah. So that's that's a pretty good stack too. I bought that first issue and I haven't read it yet. So I've heard nothing but good things. Kylie, what's a weekly pick this week? Uh, my pick is so the new Stephen King book came out this week. Um, Some motherfuckers still write shit. So yeah, like you get one or two a year. Oh, did usually. you finally get your book? So I finally got my book today, but <laughs> I forgot his last book that came out, which was it's just a tiny. I mean, even the book is tiny. It's just a tiny little quick book mm-hmm. um, called Elevation. Which I forgot. Oh shit! I haven't read this yet. I need to read this before I start the institute. Um, so Do they I'm connect or? not. I mean, all of his stuff connects in one way or another. Oh, okay. Um, it's not like going to be like a sequel by any means. I've literally never read. A I just kind of I read them all in order as they come out. But mm-hmm. I've been so busy doing other things, I forgot about Elevation. So I started to burn through that today, and it's it's interesting. He goes back to Castle Rock, where a lot of his stories used to take place. And it's about a guy who is kind of, he's on a, yeah, exactly. It's like the Stephen King universe. Um, He's an overweight guy, but he's losing weight, but it doesn't look like he's losing weight. Mm -hmm. And so like he'll, he'll get on a scale with like, like a winter coat on with crap in the pockets and all his clothes on and weigh himself Mm -hmm. and he'll get off and, and and strip down to his boxers and get on the scale and he'll weigh the exact same amount. Mm. And he's constantly losing weight, but he's not losing any muscle mass. He's not losing any fat. Okay. And I'm getting to a point now where like it's speeding up. He's losing weight more rapidly. Um, and he gravity's affecting him a little differently so he can jump higher. And mm. it's, and so I don't quite know where it's going. I'll probably mm. finish it tomorrow. Cause like I said, it's a, it's just a little novella. Oh, but, uh, I was gonna say, are they I'm are his curious. books typically thick, thick books? His books are usually doorstops. Yeah. Right. So when when uh, Elevation came out, I was like, oh my god, this is a book I can read in like a day, and I put it on my bookshelf and forgot about it <laughs> until today. I'm like, I need to read this, <laughs> but before. not this day. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, so yeah, it's it's been really good. I haven't been disappointed in any of his books that i've read mm-hmm. um he did one a few years back called revival which well it wasn't hard to get into but it just felt really kind of dry to me and then the last Ooh. probably last two pages of that book like everything it was like the slowest burn of a book stephen king has written and the last two pages like everything just happened mm-hmm. and you're just like when you're and your jaws just on the floor like holy shit what did i just read and my, how are they going to make that into a movie? Because that yeah. the whole last part was like, what? 
So no, I love Stephen King. You think he writes different now that like so much of his shit has been adapted? Like, do you think he writes with that in mind? Like, this is this is how they can set this up in a movie. Not not really. I don't think, think so. so. Okay, no. I I would assume the good writers don't do that. He and he's very like he. Um, I can't remember what he calls them, like Stevie's Dollar Babies or something like that. Where if like a film student comes to him and says, "Hey, there's this short story of yours that I want to." do a movie mm-hmm. of he will sell the rights to them for a buck oh, okay. just like oh, nice. for like new directors and stuff like yeah I go see what you can do with this mm-hmm. and so he's he's kind of cool with that that's cool my my weekly pick so i am a few weeks behind on my comics and i've been trying to chip away a, a little bit out on these last few days um so my weekly pick is a book that's a couple couple weeks old now but it's it's the first issue of the batman superman new title from joshua williamson and david marquez his david marquez's first work at dc which is awesome because the dude can draw like a son of a bitch um it it was really refreshing to me just because you know i've documented on this podcast many times that i haven't read superman in quite some time and he's like my favorite character in fiction so um, which has been tough for me, but I just I, I haven't loved the direction of the of the Bendis stuff. So it's it was nice to get like that Superman fix a little bit because I mean I read Justice League Snyder's Justice League, but Superman sometimes is very a focal point of that book and sometimes not. So yeah. it's like it comes in doses. Like he's there, but sometimes you don't really hear from him too much. This book is it feels very much like the the original Jeff Loeb Superman Batman okay. series, which I'm very fond of. And it to the point where like they play off of each other's like inner monologue a lot, which is one of the things I love that that series did so well, where you really got to like Jeff Loeb really analyze like this is how Superman sees Batman. This is how this is what Batman thinks of Superman, like in his most personal, you know what I mean, thoughts and stuff like that. And so it's just really nice to like, oh, I get to read Superman. Like I get to read a, a book that Superman's a main staple of and get kind of that fix. And David Marquez is incredible. Um, if I had a complaint about it. I'm I'm really kind of over the the Batman, Batman who, who laughs. laughs. Yeah, I, I um, knew that was coming. <laughs> yeah, it's it's one of those things. Like cool character when I saw him the first time, thought it was a kick-ass design. His little one shot that they gave his origin in Dark Knight's Metal was incredible. I'm and like, then they haven't let him go. Man. It's like it's... man, it, the thing is, if you would have let him leave for a little while and then came back, it would have been a big deal. Like. Yeah. You know, but it's like immediately after he left, he was in Justice League. And then shortly after that, then he was in the six issue miniseries from Scott Snyder. Seven issue. Seven issue. And then now he's in this. So it's like, yeah, like you said, like he's in a comic once a month at least. And now they're doing like the Shazam who laughs in this book. And it's like, I don't know if I. Shazam who laughs? What the hell? It's it's a thing that happened in this book. I don't know if I love that, but the the play off of each other the way that Batman and Superman do, I I always enjoy that, especially when it's done well. And Josh Williamson's a good writer, so it's good enough to get my pick. So now, uh, well, you you say it harkens back to the Jeff Loeb stuff. Is it? uh, I remember those being fairly self-contained, like five issue, six issue stories. And you didn't really need to know much of what else was going on in the DC universe. This was just like, yeah. here's a Batman Superman story. And you don't need to worry well, about I mean, like, all the continuity. That's well, I mean, happening. like it, the, the first arc of that series is Public Enemies, where Luther becomes president of the United States. I mean, that affected the whole DC universe. Yeah. 
he was president of the United States for a short period of time. And then in the next arc, they bring Supergirl back, which obviously affects the universe as a whole because Supergirl comes back. Yeah, but I wasn't reading any of the other crap, and I enjoyed those stories yeah. for what they were. I mean, um, I mean, this one feels very much tied in, which is because of the Batman Who Laughs yeah. stuff. Um, I guess we'll see where it goes. It's only one issue in. I really enjoyed it. If if you haven't picked it up, if you passed on it a couple weeks back, maybe go check out the first issue and see if it, how it goes for you. It's probably a but, stupid question. What cover did you get? Superman uh, or Batman or the variant? It's got it's got both of them. On okay, it. so you got the variant. It's the Virgin then. one. Oh, okay. Or the like, that, the how variant. like the DC does like the like almost virgins. Yeah. It, it was that okay. that cover. So, um, yeah, but yeah, just just be warned if you, if you're a little tired of the Batman who laughs thing, just know that's that's where what we're dealing with here. So, Kylie, good, good character. Just maybe let him go for a little while. <laughs> Kylie, yeah. What's our oh. comic book next month? Uh, I'm going to make it easy for us. I'm going to do We Three. Woohoo! Grant Morrison and uh, John Cassidy, I believe, was the artist. Ooh. It's Wait. only three issues. Oh, okay. So, yeah. That's why I say I'm going to make it easy on us. Cassidy's great. Grant Morrison But is... if you guys don't cry, this is one of the rare comic books that like, I was crying at the end of it. So, Grant Morrison we'll, we'll can make me I've never heard of this. Cool. Who published this? Vertigo. Vertigo. Okay, cool. We three. We three. Okay. Has to be. It's about animals assuming, getting right? tested on. Better Ooh. be in in print. I'm assuming. That yeah, would it be, is. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's that's like the only rule. There's there's not very many rules for this, but you have to pick <laughs> something that's in print so we can go buy it and read it. Or else, I mean, I guess I just have to read it on Comicsology, but that's not as fun. Um, cool. Graham Morrison's my favorite comic book writer of all time, so I'm not going to complain right. about and that. And you have not read this. And I had, yeah, this is one of his few works that I have not read. All right. So, cool. Mary? Yeah? Should we end the podcast? <laughs> yes. Why are you asking me? He looks I don't know. So, he looks so tired. I am so tired. <laughs> I, I keep looking over at him like, are you stoned or are you just really tired? <laughs> really tired. But, that was loud. I'm sorry. <laughs> if if anyone cares, I've recently started college and I'm learning. I am adjusting. <laughs> I am adjusting to this new lifestyle that I am working a full time job and going to school in the evenings. And the Kagers on the weekend. And it goes with college. Kagers. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> there is no. Cares. While also being husband and father and all of these other things that and podcast host and all these other things and laundry i'm just (laughs) laundry it's adult life yeah so it's just it's it's an adjustment for me i'm still i'm still getting there so yes i am very very tired so but uh that does it for us next week we are gonna do oh next week's a good one next week we're doing the uh no this is our uh Top five supporting characters in comics. We're doing another top five oh. list. I love our top five okay. lists. They're always fun to do. Supporting characters. Supporting characters. So um, we're going to play kind of fast and loose with that a little bit. But my definition of a supporting character is it would be a character that doesn't typically have his own title okay. is what I would consider. Okay. Um, but I mean, huh. I'll, I'll leave that up to everybody to kind of make their own list. But when I think of supporting characters, I'm thinking of the... The lowest lanes in the at maze of the world. I was thinking Lois Wally Lane was West? the first thing. So, um, and I huh? thought Robin, Wally but Robin's West? had his. Robin's had his. Own Wally title, West, so. I wouldn't consider a supporting character Dang because he was the mainstay of the Flash for twenty something years. But so, I mean, but then it, but, technically Jay Garrick wouldn't even count. No, I wouldn't count no. Jay Garrick either. Um, but I mean, <laughs> but but I mean, it's your list, though. I mean, I, that's just that's my that's that's the criteria I'm giving myself. But make your list however you Skeets. however you would like. Ski, <laughs> number one supporting <laughs> character of all time. 
Skeets. <laughs> it's Booster Gold's little robot. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sometimes the look on Mary's face. <laughs> it's like, what is happening? So, if we were filming. <laughs> we'll be back doing that. that next week. Maybe we'll see if we can get a fourth. Maybe we'll see if we can get Kenny or something for a week. Oh, yeah, we should get Kenny. That'd be fun. Get Kenny. Kenny's good with the top Kenny. five. Don't hold God your breath. Damn it, Kenny. Until um, next time, guys, my name is Tyler. I'm Mary. I'm Kylie. Goodbye, Harry Potter. <laughs> 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 <laughs>